0: Fefferman.
1: And I'm Benny Shoulder, and welcome to Juanced.
0: The show that challenges popular conceptions, thinks critically, examines independently, and most of all, seeks nuance.
1: Each episode features a different guest. We'll dive into politics, foreign affairs, religion, science, tech, culture, and more connected to Israel and the Jewish world.
0: No talking points, no script, no agenda, just a deeper, nuanced understanding of the world around us.
1: Join us as we explore, think, discuss, and perhaps most of all, listen.
0: Juanced. You know, like nuanced, but with a J.
1: Yeah, they get it. Dude, let's just start. Hello, everybody out there in podcast land, and welcome to Juanced, the show that brings you a nuanced approach at Israel, the Jewish world, and beyond. I'm Benny Shoulder. I'm beyond. I've used that joke before. It's
0: not good. I'm Dan. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the show. Welcome to the show. Shavuot Tov. Well, we're recording here on a Saturday night. Yeah. This will air not on a Saturday night.
1: No, no. But uh but it's actually an interesting an interesting thing here. Uh it it is a Saturday night and we were trying to figure out when we were going to do this episode for a while because uh Dan and I for oh, man, for the longest time we were just so so like Easy going with time because we didn't have so much going on and now it's, it's become a super big challenge to find when we can wow. actually sit down and record an episode i'm on my way tomorrow night to dubai yes you are i come back and the day after i get back you go to the states that's right and then you come back from the states and then like a couple days later i go to the states right. so, so we uh, said
0: we record now or it's not going to happen for a while
1: yeah so we're, we're recording now uh and uh we're with uh, a
0: a friend of the show a friend of the show who's become one of my best friends because we spend so much time together now, and that's uh, the 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 really awesome Omar El Busaidi. Hey, brother! Have you? Very much.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Great to be back on the show, guys, with um, both of you, of course. And uh, Benny, uh, I, I'm really looking forward for you, you know, to come to the UAE and uh, enjoy your time here. And I I can't wait to see you when you come. Please, you know, it'd be awesome.
1: Me too me too i'm 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 super excited to come you i be. I know I should be and i and I actually am it's it's and i and of course I'm excited to see you omar and i and and I'm going to have a super busy schedule, but we'll definitely find time uh and and I think that you're actually going to be it, it, hopefully meeting with uh with the delegation that we're he, bringing he is not oh he's not
0: no okay well. he, he's leaving the day before but um look it, it's like full circle you know wh- when we started the show, I had started my u a e engagement mm-hmm. and we had three episodes three episodes that were connected to the abraham accords meet we had two. meet the emiratis we had one that was kind of more geopolitical oriented which is omar came on the show and omar and i had already started becoming friendly at that point and um and now omar and i are working together and i'm doing this the full time and now you get to you get to close the circle and you get to finally go to the ua yourself and it's, really, really, it's, it's you. really cool yeah. uh and it's not only
1: like my first time going to the UAE. It's my first time going to a place that I haven't been to before in a very, very, very long time. It's actually quite, quite ironic. I work in travel, and the destinations that I go to. Uh, obviously, I, I, you know, I sell Israel, and Israel is, is our is our main country, and I travel back and forth to the United to the United States a lot. My family's there. My work brings me, brings me there. Uh, so I, I sometimes go to new places in the states that I haven't been to, uh, but. When I'm traveling through Europe, it's, it's usually to countries I've been to before right. uh, in one way or another. And I think it's probably been like a good, oh, man, it's probably way too long for, for, for anybody, uh, especially someone that, that works in travel to actually travel to <laughs> a true. new destination. It's probably been over 10 years for me.
0: And, and you know what? You're, you're, what I think you're going to love, what I loved about well, every time now, now it's a few times I've been out to the UAE, is uh, it throws you off because it's not, it's not Western um it's certainly modern but it's not western and that's it, it throws me off every time um i go there and, and i think omar smiling because he knows exactly what i'm talking about and and you're just you're you you know when you go to europe you're like okay i'm in europe you know but it's like you're in a different part of the well, world let me let me ask you this jump many, in here bro jump in here whenever
1: many you people want.
2: Oh, i, I, <laughs> so
1: I, I want to just try to contextualize this many people before they come here to israel for the first time uh, that's kind of similar to what i would say to them too In that you know this is not
0: like some west. things will feel familiar but you're not in the you're not well, in israel you kind of are in the west depending where you are in israel mm. especially if you're in, in you know the high-tech areas and if you're in you know tel aviv it's it's the west it's western ish it's mediterranean but it's the yeah west. it's the west and you know you're going to the orient you're going to arabia you know dude
1: if you looked at a map where, where where are we right now
0: doesn't matter. <laughs> you, you'll see exactly what I'm talking.
1: I, about. I know what you're saying. I'm just saying, like, I don't think that Israel is like the West the same as like the UK or New York City course, is in the West. Of course, of
0: mm-hmm. course. But uh, anyway, so that's why you're, we're recording this now before Benny's trip. But we'll, this will air while you're there. Actually, yeah,
2: yeah. And I gotta get. I, I, I was gonna say something, Dan. It's interesting you you said that about the tech neighborhoods because in in Dubai. Especially when you go to this area, which is called TCOM. TCOM includes Dubai Internet City and Dubai Media City. So when you go to Dubai Internet City, you see Microsoft, Oracle, IBM, the usual suspects. And then you go to Media City, it's CNN, BBC, and the usual suspects. That whole area, from the very beginning, from the time it was built, it literally feels like its own bubble. Like you, yeah. you feel like you're somewhere in, in, in somewhere in the West yeah, or Western-ish. It doesn't... You don't. You don't actually even see many people in the kandura or or abaya. Let's say like it's majority people from the west or western nations or Arab countries that uh, just there like working in all these different companies. So yeah, you could feel like that. We have like these silos in Dubai that you can feel like it's not Arabia whatsoever. Right.
0: Right. And then all of a sudden you're you're all of a sudden you see a lot of people in kandura and abaya all of a sudden are other other are
1: places in dubai where it's like not even arabia where it's like all pakistani or yeah. all indians or, yes yeah
2: yeah yeah we have a lot of like neighborhoods like that so you go to an area like you go to this area they call it mina bazaar and the mina bazaar is all just yeah. a lot of indians that are there they're trading like textiles and etc and all of those things the spices Everything from uh, India. You go there and you...
1: Are they people that... I mean, India and, and, and the UAE are actually quite close in terms of flying yeah. distance. Are they people that are actually from India that come back and forth and travel back and forth and work or, or is it like an expat Indian community that lives for many, many, oh. many, many, many years? Oh. So. Yeah. Okay. And you oh. feel
0: it. You feel it. So And, and you, get, you get Persians. You get Arabs from all over the Arab world. So you'll hear other Arabics mm-hmm. right? and then you'll see the Emiratis. Um, what, you, about Ch- you, what about Chinese. Yeah, you see a lot of East Asians in general. Shiny. Yeah, Africans. Yeah, yeah it's it, it's really like staggeringly a, a global hub. Like, <laughs> I, in a cool way. I don't know. I like the feeling when, when I'm there, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, it, like, I, I like those feelings that kind of shake you around and, and throw you out of your perspective of what you're used to, yeah. you know? It's your, like, shirt, oh. your
1: shirt's throwing me off of my perspective. Yeah, you like.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: nah Omar, you shouldn't laugh so hard because usually I'm the one that's wearing that kind of a shirt. My closet's like a whole bunch of Hawaiian shirts and flowery stuff. Uh, it's flowery,
0: but uh, <laughs> yeah. Shout out to Target. Yeah, right, Omar. This is like the kind of shirt you should have, bro. I'm,
2: um, uh, you know what, Dan? I'm getting one of those shirts before I go to San Francisco. Just oh, gra-
0: grab me one. <laughs> I'm a I'm a I'm a XL slim fit. If you can find my size.
2: <laughs> done. <laughs> done. Done. So he just wants to slim fit so he can let his biceps rip through the shirt. Right? <laughs> no, otherwise,
0: you know? otherwise it's like I'm wearing a dress, man. I gotta go. <laughs> <laughs>
2: it's
0: just too boxy. If, if uh, you didn't figure out what we're doing today on Duels, we're we're just chilling with our friend, our good friend Omar Al Busaidi. Omar is uh, an Emirati, uh, one of the first Emirati friends I made. He's been living in the states for a while. Um, he was doing, he's a Fulbright scholar who was doing a master's degree in intelligence and international exactly. relations at Florida State, which he has successfully completed. He is the author. Intelligence at Florida State. Yeah, the intelligence of Florida State. He is the author of, just read it.
2: <laughs> so cool being there. Yeah.
1: A so day-to-day guide on the self-development and touches on the topics of emotional and social intelligence.
0: It's it's a cool get your shit together book.
2: Available in. In Persian, it now. just I came think.
0: out in Farsi. Nice, That's right?
2: Yeah. So, put, it's, put that Dan, put it on the screen. Let's see it together. Oh,
0: did you do the art? N- uh, no, none of it. It's a cool book not, filled not with art, filled one. with design. It's very digestible, um, and it kind of helps you get your you know. It's a motive. It's you look. You're you're a very positive person. If anyone knows Omar or follows him, I gotta say from our interactions of working together for the past few months. You always kind of like whenever I am starting to freak out. You always like chill me out, and you are like, "Bro, it's gonna be okay." <laughs> <laughs> and uh, since the summer, Omar and I have been uh, working and basically running Sharaka, where we are trying to yeah. bring peace to the Middle East. And uh, this it's just a truly such a pleasure to work with you, man. So, for, for listen. listeners that don't
1: know, Sharaka is
0: Omar. What's Sharaka, bro?
2: Sharaka means partnership in Arabic. And uh, th- we are an organization set up by Emiratis and Israelis to promote people to people peace uh, and uh, to continue to exchange culture and understanding between both of our peoples, which we did not have all these years since the establishment of our two countries and, and the other countries in the, in the yep. Gulf region. And we're making it happen.
0: So, yeah, we're taking the Abraham Accords and translating it to the people to people level. Um, and hopefully, hopefully, through our example of what Israelis, Emiratis, and Bahrainis are doing, other countries are catching on and, and joining us. Right. And next week, we're taking a delegation of speakers out to San Francisco and the Bay Area. Yeah.
2: This is a second tour of Sharaka in That's the right. US after a very successful one in the East Coast. And um, the West Coast is, is very, very excited to have our delegation there. I'm a little, I, I Are
0: you nervous. going to? Yeah, I'm, I'll be going. It's your first time going to California, isn't it? It is my first time to wow. California. Yeah. You're going to have a good time. I hope I so. I know, man. I, I yeah. got to buy shoes. I got to buy new shoes. By the Not way, yet. I got some shoes in Dubai that I, I want to show you because they're like, I bought them and I was like, oh, these are Omar shoes. <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay. I'll but then I, I got this time the shoes that I'm wearing are very similar to what you are wearing. You know, the, the brown sort of like. So I, I got awesome. a pair like that, a brand new one. <laughs> Colhan, right? Colhan's um, Cole-han
0: good. Colhan's good. Nike. they're That's very Nike. comfy and, yeah. Haan's mm-hmm. Nike you know that it's like the Is Nike dress here. yeah
2: really yeah oh,
1: smart. I mean they were they were separate before it was like a they bought
2: Is that, I mean, bought yeah, it's
0: owned by Nike but yeah,
2: yeah. Oh, owned by Nike huh, yeah. very cheeky yeah thank you for that insight See, you learned something from this podcast there you go and if there's one the thing
0: if there's one thing you take away from this episode
1: yeah. <laughs> it's that Colhan is Nike, Dan. I'm excited for you. Uh, obviously, I'm excited that you're bringing the delegation for the first time to the West Coast. But I actually am excited for you to travel also to a place that you've never been before, yeah. uh, and, and 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 in in the country that you that you, uh, w- you know grew up in. It's it's interesting. You, when, what's the furthest west you've been in, in North America? Uh, Utah. Okay, so California is a is it in our listeners in California understand this? It's a very different place and very different state of mind. I can imagine. Uh, and it's beautiful. It is a beautiful, beautiful place, and I hope that uh, outside of, of the meetings that you were able to, you know, at least get to enjoy the city a little
0: bit uh, in San Francisco. we got to make sure we travel a little bit there. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's very cool. Uh, look,
2: You know what, Benny? I'm going to do my level best to push Dan to take a break. That's all I'm going to tell you. He just <laughs> needs a break, you know? I do.
1: You might, have to, you might have to kidnap him.
2: <laughs> I will do whatever I can. I mean, the problem is, with this CrossFit that he's doing, he's probably going to out, you know, wrestle me, so that's that's not a good sign. But an amateur But just, it's you know, we'll see. I'll try my best. Maybe you just gotta
1: get some smoke. chloroform, put it in a rag and put it in his face. <laughs> he passes out yeah. and then and then you know put a bag on his head and put him in a truck. <laughs>
0: <laughs> then the headline reads a- Arab kidnaps a Jew and throws him in
2: the <laughs> Sharaka, they're partners. It's
0: okay. <laughs> <They're> the partners. <laughs> yeah, there you go. What what are you um what are you expecting or is there anything you're I don't want to say scared. Was anything you're maybe trepidatious of on your and before your trip? Me? Yeah. Am I scared of anything? It's not in my scared, trip? scared. But like, is there anything you're concerned with ahead of this trip, or what are you looking forward to?
1: <sighs> I think the answer I'm going to give is not is not where you're wanting this to go. I'm traveling together with clients. Yeah. On my trip, so there's a dynamic there which is a it's a it's a work dynamic and it's a very. Um, you know, for the moment you wake up into the moment you go to bed, being being in the on mode and uh, and and putting out your best foot forward and being there to to serve the needs of the clients yeah. and always you know having interesting, insightful, you know, conversational tidbits and, and things to add and, and whatnot. So, if anything, it's that I I, I uh, coming off of a very very busy period of life, anyways, that this are gonna, is going to put me into some sort of a burnout, sort of a, yeah. a a place, and then you know, burning out, and then you know. Being tired and then immune type stuff and then maybe I'll get COVID, so
2: I don't no, want that to no, happen. No, no, no. Why do you get COVID? I want to tell you something. Okay, look, Benny. This is here's the thing. Dan always asks me all the time when am I coming to Israel, and I will come. But I always told Dan that I'm going to come and the first I'm going to come because this is a beautiful moment. I don't want it to be a work trip. I want it to be. Like I want to go as a tourist and I want to really like immerse into the whole city and the country like that, because, you know, if I've been to places where the first time it was for work and whatever, and I know how you guys work and it's like Mm -hmm. work, work, work the whole time. So then I'm like, okay, I cannot make that happen to me in Israel. It has to be like just a chilled vibe, no meetings whatsoever. I just want to go and chill with everyone. So I I will, I hope you enjoy Dubai still with, your so, work
1: schedule. So I'll, I'll say I'll say two things to that. One is is yes, I and, and Dan and I were talking about this uh, off air before the show. In retrospect, I wish that I had planned in a couple of extra days there after this trip ended, just to be on my own and explore. Unfortunately for me, because I'm going to the states later in the month, uh, for the sake of my marriage and happiness of <laughs> my wife, I I could not, you know, take and an, take that time. Yeah. Uh, I had to come back uh, as soon as the trip was over. Yeah, but you know, first uh, of all, you're going to sure see all back. the
0: tourist sites. Yeah, I'll get that out of the way. Including, so the next thing, time including I go, things I'll, that I haven't seen because because yeah. I when I've gone I've I have gone i i did not do a whole lot of touring on my trips. It's it's an interesting thing, and and I, and I don't want to forget my second point because
1: it was about your you know upcoming trip to Israel that you don't know that you're going to do, but you're going to. Oh, he he's coming. Uh, the this December the, December it's happening. Okay, yeah, so no. I'll get there in a second. But the thing that I wanted to say, the thing that I wanted to say was that. Ironically speaking, I sell organized tours, but I would not myself personally travel if I'm going to a new destination on an organized tour. I like going into a Do place, doing my own thing, getting lost, exploring yeah, sure. quarters of a city that I otherwise wouldn't go to, and then meeting local people and, and just you know going with the flow with it. Um, and this is like, I'm yes, w- what you said is true. like I, I will see all of the t- tourist sites. Uh, I guess that's good because yeah, then I get it the go back many, many other times in life and never have to see those things again.
0: As I'm trying to tell people here, it's it's now a three hour flight. It's a couple hundred bucks, 300 bucks. And like it's not an expensive trip. And like, you know, you know how Omar, just so you know, Israelis pre-COVID and now and now back. We love to travel like there's a bug here. I think it's because it's a small crowded country. I think it's just because it's like intense, and Israelis, like we don't we don't even have that much money, but we love to travel. And Greece, Cyprus, they're close. The Balkans, um, you know, Prague, Budapest, like these kind of places. London, Paris are filled with Israelis. Like Berlin. what's that? Berlin, yeah, yeah, and, and and Poland, like all these kind of places. Now it's just like packed with Israelis, or at least again pre COVID. So yeah. now Dubai is becoming that place.
2: Yeah. And I so you'll see it. The flights Damn. are packed. I'm going to tell you, I was at the mall like two days ago. I literally had to tweet this because everywhere, the whole of Dubai mall, you could only hear Hebrew. The whole, I was like, what's going on? I mean, and nobody was like, um, it wasn't like religious uh, Jews. Just chilled uh, you know, people, they looked like, you know, they, I mean, they looked very like European, you know, like, you know, but and they were just just talking and buying and shopping like crazy. Yeah. I was like, "What's going on?" The only thing I could hear is Hebrew everywhere. It was so they were, and they looked like like just very very chill. Like it was really? just in their own element now. Like shit, this is I gotta tweet this. I gotta tweet this. It's, this is a moment now. It's
1: amazing. So
2: my, <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs> to go back to my my, I've actually it's a question for both of you. You are the Omar. What's your what's your job title if you have an official title at Sharaka?
2: CEO of Sharaka USA.
1: Why are you guys not bringing the team in the UAE over to Israel? Like in an official capacity, to like for a work trip, just like to get to know Israel. Um, Sorry, Amit, I'm, I'm putting... Uh, no, 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 it's no, cool. So,
0: well, long story short is the, the CEO of Sharaka, UAE, came on the first trip here. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we're trying to get him back. Everything was shut down until recently. We actually... Ju- yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah. And we actually just... We're trying to get Omar here, but Omar has been in the States, don't forget with it, the whole restrictions there. So we just had, the second we got a green light to bring the Bahraini delegation, we got them on a plane. Like We're like, guys, you're coming next week. It's happening. Or it's, or we're going to lose the green light from the health ministry. And we just got a green light to bring a UAE delegation before the end of the year. Mm. So we're now putting together a delegation um, in December of uh, Emiratis. But
1: as of November 1st, travel's open, so if he wanted to just come here as an individual, he right. could.
0: So,
2: yeah. I think and all, only that, and also Emiratis don't need a visa to Israel.
0: Right, right. You don't need a visa, but the COVID issue is—is is, I still don't know what the deal is going to be with the COVID issue. Um, what do you mean? So most Emiratis, I think all the Emiratis, uh, don't have the booster shot. Can they get one? No,
1: you can't for any reason. You can't just go to a doctor and be like, "Listen,
0: they're not doing it yet." No, and a lot and, of them, I mean, and a lot of Emiratis have Sinopharm. Also, that's fine. That's allowed yeah, now in Israel. Uh, oh, it is.
2: Mm-hmm. It is okay in Israel, okay. But I, and I only had like the Johnson and Johnson. Oh, you had the States. Johnson. Oh, well, actually,
1: that's interesting. You'll but, be fine. You also you had COVID. probably you. You've had COVID. Yeah. Okay. You well, no, I'm trying to terrorist. figure. Th- I'm, I'm trying to figure this out. I didn't want to like out you for having COVID, but I, I'm trying no, to figure they're... this out. According to the regulations in Israel, if you're recovering from COVID nineteen, if you and you've had one dose of a vaccine, you're good. And Johnson and Johnson is clearly one of the the approved vaccines. It's a WHO approved vaccine. Uh, as long as you are able to show proof of your positive COVID test back when you had COVID, so that they know that you are not forging your recovery. Unfortunately, we have an element of our population which would be prone to stick yes, yes, yes. like that. Uh, if you can prove that you had COVID and that you are recovered and you have one vaccine dose in uh, you know and 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 have recovered in COVID, uh, you can come here. That's you're, you're allowed under the the new uh, guidelines to come here as as you are right now. So you can make it happen
0: as uh, of I'm, I'm waiting for you. Omar, I think you should join the delegation to see the delegation part of it
2: and then stay. see uh, what did I tell you Benny he just wants me to do like works. I, I told you I want to mm, come as a, as a tourist.
0: As like a delegation tour, so you should see what the delegations are seeing.
2: Oh, you mean ah, uh, like delegate, not to uh, work church. it, to
0: to to be on the delegation to experience like what the delegations experience. No, Oh, okay. I, I think I don't know. We'll but, see. but you should definitely come and stay and chill.
2: I wanna, I'm gonna come and stay and chill. I just wanna like. Have I wish fun. you could have
0: been at Shabbat last night too. Shabbat dinner. Would you have at Shabbat dinner? Oh, we had some good food. <laughs> so,
2: Benny, do, have you ever seen a video of Dan like cooking? He's, oh, I mean, he's I've, actually a lot of my meals. He's cooked
1: with Dan. I've been here and we, we've cooked together. I, oh I know. He's very. Now,
2: uh, one time he showed it to me, he and his wife was making it at the same time. I thought I was just going to lose my mind. I wanted to go and eat through the phone. We,
0: we do meals frequently together. Um, you were with us on, on Rosh Hashanah, weren't you? Yeah, so, I think so. On, on the Jewish New Year, where we. Was it? We did it like I think so. I think so too. And we did like a full, full meal. And if it wasn't that, it was some other holiday he, recently. Dan hosts a lot of
1: guests at his I house think. for holidays, and, uh, nice. and 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 the and the like. And, and I know that you don't cook much in the middle of the week. You right. save most of your cooking for the weekend. Correct. So you kind of like you eat very mm. sparse in the middle of the week, just, just functional, I, functional functional exactly, food. And then exactly. and, and then the weekends you kind of uh, yeah, exactly. Say, yeah, exactly. They say they say uh, there's a Jewish proverb that says like on Shabbat you grow a second stomach. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And that stomach doesn't abide by any of like the uh you know functional weight loss rules. This
2: guy, you should see this guy at Shabbat dinners. Benny, you I you know this guy actually, grew a third stomach. It's not even a proverb. I think I'm like a cow. You know, they say cows have like three or four stomachs. Yeah. Bro, when we were on the delegation, I mean, I was ashamed of myself <laughs> lately how much food I <laughs> ate. I would I would go four times because. First the food was amazing. He then fell, I don't know if fell in Shabbat love with
0: Ashkenazi American Ashkenazi Jewish food.
2: I I couldn't believe it. I was like, "Bro, oh my god, like I can reach I, just, I wanted to ditch them because of how much I wanted to eat like, This is I wanted to take food with me.
0: Bagels. He was having bagels everywhere. <laughs> okay. He oh. discovered he discovered smoked trout. You love that smoked trout.
1: When Omar comes to Israel, <laughs> you got to take him to Chaim David's.
0: Yeah, we, we're gonna go to. You think that's good? We're gonna take you to like the master of this kind of stuff here in Israel. Oh we God. did a show with him. He's a friend of ours, and I'll take you to my uh, my friend, the meat chef, who does like oh smoked God. meats and charcuterie and like all this. Omar, do you cook at home? Are you into Back
2: like this? in the States? I do here. Yeah. My mom like, does everything in Dubai, but in the States, like I do a little bit. But my my you know my girlfriend, she's like awesome. She cooks really well, and and I'll tell you this, Benny. Like the thing is. I don't know if it's like uh, Israeli food or kosher food or I don't know what, but I am I was at every place we went, I was the last person to leave the table. <laughs> I was the, like, you know, everybody's done on the tape plates. And I'm like, is there something wrong with me? Do I have like some kind of a disease? Do I have COVID or something? Like? You got
0: a tapeworm. <laughs>
2: but it's crazy. And even Dan was like, shit, bro, you're, like, you're still not done. I'm like, no, this is still good. What was he eating? No, we look. We, people treat, Anywhere, people everything. treated us
0: well. People treated us well. We had good food. Um, sometimes it was like very Ashkenazi food. Sometimes it was like it was like Israeli like. Was it home cooked food? Or was it was like catered. Uh, Gam gum like okay. we, both depending on where we were. Um, you know, we did some Shabbat meals with people. Was it legit? It was good food. Um, I got to tell you, since since I started my new like diet thing, I just can't eat that much. Like I just can't. Like even if I want to, so it, it keeps me from going back for seconds. Like yeah like even if i want to what did we do last night i i've so i like making meatballs it's like my thing oh god like <laughs> like like i love making meatballs and i cook them i usually make them in like a tomato herb sauce like uh but i did them in like a very a lemon herb sauce oh yeah so it's just like sticky lemony herby garlicky sauce like a greek meatball um yeah very bit of training yeah you know but uh man it's good and then uh i did this like slow braised brisket that i cooked in pomegranate juice as one does oh. and beef stock and then i made a um persimmon salsa and kind of put it on top to like give it some pop and then
2: uh, <laughs> i can see benny's mouth watering from here and then
0: uh, i actually the, the third dish i didn't even eat everyone else did but um it was, I pulled it out of my uh, Otto Lange cookbook. Oh. I love Otto, Le- Tom Otto Lange is this like Israeli chef who lives in London and he does mm-hmm. like amazing Mediterranean fusion dishes. So he, he, it was a recipe. It's, it's a uh, roast chicken with arak and fennel and clementines. Was it good? Everyone said it was good. I'm not a big fennel <laughs> person. I love fennel. Love, love fennel. Do you guys have fennel?
2: Yeah. It's not something that people eat it like.
0: Oh, we eat it. We eat it. We have shaved fennel salads, cooked fennel, like whatever. Is there any food that you don't like?
2: I'm just allergic to shellfish.
0: That's why I think you're part Jewish.
2: <laughs> I know. That's really crazy, right? I'm literally allergic. I can't have any kind of nothing. Nothing on oyster. No, nothing. Did you because find out? My...
1: Did you did you discover that the wrong way? Did you have like an allergic oh, allergic? Do you remember reaction?
2: the movie Hitch? Yeah, yeah. That is exactly oh. what oh my God. like my lips
1: get ballooned up to the size of your face basically
2: Exactly My Man. lips my throat starts to itch and I get all like whatever messed up So yeah
0: As long as it wasn't on a date with Eva Mendes I think you're cool
2: <laughs> Hitch No no Oh, uh, I know I know Belly I know Yeah <laughs> <laughs> he's got he's got to
0: deal with me for a week man that's uh where, where are you going in the what's the agenda for the trip what is the agenda for the trip
2: so far we have you know look we're going to be in the bay area we're going to be I'm in pulling, sacramento um out. which a lot of people do not know is the capital of california it is the capital of california. And, and um and and of course just the the, the city area we're going to go to synagogues we're going to go to campuses we're going to go to um, uh Jewish organizations as well. Um uh, and um yeah we're just looking forward to this exciting trip. It's gonna you know and in, hopefully inspire a lot of people who are either one of two, uninformed or misinformed about and, what's happening. And, and the
0: and the coolest appearance we have is uh we will be performing, performing, speaking, appearing as a panel, performing, performing, at uh, something called the Commonwealth Club. The Commonwealth Club is uh like the premier I don't know. What would you describe it? It's California's like setting for, Yeah. For like uh, civil society discussions. Um, cool. On, on a range of issues um, including foreign policy. And uh, we we're invited to, it's apparently it's like a really big deal. I actually told a friend of mine is from Berkeley. Uh, he, li- he lives here in Israel. He's in Berkeley and he asked what we were doing there. And I said, we'll be in the condo club. And he's like, Oh, that's, that's, you know, that's like uh it's a big stage. Uh, so I'm very excited about that, and we'll uh, hopefully be at some universities also, hitting some campuses.
1: Are you when you go to university campuses? Are you like trying to do an event where like people will come and do q and A, Q&A and then hopefully like that some people will ask you challenging questions? And then we hope so. Like a, uh, it's our first time like doing
0: campuses. It's our first time. It's only our second trip, so we we're mm-hmm. gonna be surprised here. I Wonder if you'll be heckled. I hope so. Look,
2: um, uh, I've heard scary horror news so far. And yeah. I don't know, there's like severe warning, like signals that we keep getting. And I, you know, I'm like, what the hell's going on? I've, I've personally never, I mean, and Dan also, he's never, I don't know, received that kind of a thing. Uh, but I mean, I don't know, you know, to be honest, Benny, I'll tell you something. I feel that if we go with the right energy, we can, counter anything and i think it, it will it will calm people's nerves even if they have whatever sort of things they want to say because in the end of the day we tell them we are a not a political organization two we're not politicians either we're just regular people so i want to the question i would ask to regular people is like are you telling me not to speak to this person just because of where they're from
0: that's what they're telling you but
2: you know what exactly. i mean
1: like there's there's this tendency and you see this a lot when you watch like videos of of like Speakers on campuses these days, of any different, you know, of many different persuasions politically, but like, there's this specific type of like very wokey college student who will get yeah. up and kind of yeah try to shut uh, you out. not only just try to shut it down, but like they'll have like a a, a um, what's the word like a like a like a rant not a rant a mantra or some sort of a, a mm. word that they'll they'll just keep saying something like because they're trying, to shut, I, I you know, they're trying yeah. to shut you down they're they'll trying to shut you down they'll be like shout you down they'll be yeah. like I don't know you kill babies and the whole they just keep yelling that or right. something the whole time and they won't Look, listen to you
0: we're not an israeli organization um no but
1: you're you're doing something that to that group it of is, uninformed people but we're people also we're also very provocative to that i'm
0: i'm the only jew on the delegation um we're an israeli arab we are an emirati a bahraini a moroccan and a syrian uh four women two men um different political persuasions either some of some of us swing more left some of us right so you know it, we're trying to do something new that i i i'll be very honest with you if there's one thing that's concerning me it's it's everything i've read and learned and studied and heard about the bay area and and the northwest of the u.s being especially especially hardcore progressive i don't know how they're gonna accept us and i i don't know how we're gonna deal with that um and I'm I'm curious to see. We're trying to do something new, and that's it's. This is a new model for a new Middle East. Um, where We're doing this in in partnership. I mean, that's the name of the organization. where We're trying to do this together, and, and it's kind of like, a, I mean, Omar, feel free to jump in here. You've said this on our on many of the panels that we've sat on, um, and, and some of our colleagues have said this. What's been tried for seventy years hasn't worked. Let's do something new, um, and. You know that from that's from the Arab side and it's um maybe just constantly boycotting and threatening and this to Israel doesn't push Israelis to want to try to be you know more peaceful so it's like okay maybe let's try to approach this as friends look all the countries in the region have a tense relationship even an adversarial relationship with Iran Saudi Arabia the UAE right Bahrain all these countries have tense relationships with well, Iran, most of the country. but they all have diplomatic relations with Iran right so it's like why can't okay? You don't like our policy on the Palestinians, okay? Why can't you have diplomatic relations with you and say to your face, we don't like your policy? You know, feel free to jump in here, man.
2: Dan, that is the exactly what I say all the time, and 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 Benny, that's that's the thing, especially when it comes to um, to diplomacy and um, international norms, uh, especially when you're dealing with. With, with states uh, and, and, and when, when you're dealing with sovereign states, you have to work and you, you have to establish a channel of communication. Um, uh, sometimes it happens formally, sometimes informally, sometimes through other channels, sometimes through third parties, whatever. But there has to be that sort of engagement because they're part of the international community and you have to speak to them. So you agree, you disagree. Yeah. There are things that, you know, Dan will say, even he disagrees with some things that happens on the ground. I mean, I say as well that I disagree with some of the things that happen on the ground there between the Israelis and Palestinians, but you know, it is what it is. And right. uh, in the end of the day, me as an individual, me as Umar, I can't influence uh, that, but I can at least allow for this kind of discussion. And then people like us can go around and, Maybe you know what somebody might come. The light bulb will blink, and then we might actually have a revolutionary idea somewhere. Right. I don't know.
1: And, and, and I have to say, as 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 the person here who's not involved in in the organization, living here in Israel and being and being a resident of this region, that's a message that deeply resonates with me. Because ultimately, if you live here, or if you live or if you live there, you realize that we're not going anywhere, and you're not going anywhere. Yeah. And my home yeah. is here, and it's not going to be destroyed anytime soon. Right. And and then no sooner will yours. I think that the problem then becomes when you're trying to bring this message to a group of very, very, very... I don't want to insult them, okay? And I'm not going to, but let's just call them very uninformed, young, impassionate political activists in a country that's very, very far removed on the other side of the world, whereby for them, what is considered acceptable discourse or action is to cancel uh, thoughts and to cancel Cancel uh, unpopular uh, uh, narratives uh, and and to say, you know, that is an offensive narrative to me, and therefore, it is not a. It's not. A f- it's, not
0: a f- it's wrong. Therefore, right. therefore, I can't. It's even wrong, you and speak you're an awful it.
1: human being that you would.
0: Uh, right. Uh, that. You know, they, they liken it to to, to like Nazism, so, or, or so. It's like we have to cancel you out and not even let you speak because right. what you're saying is so evil. Right? So my 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 concern is
1: that when you're in when you're speaking to that type of an audience or an mm. audience of whom there may be people that are, are like that in the audience, they mm. would. Let's just say, uh, not accept the premise of well, let's the message right. itself because the message itself it it, it either for them it, it it consists of support for a country that they would like to not you know exist and in their mind that's a re, that's something that's a possibility like the, well so let's, they could do, let's they could see. erase we a ha- nation we state.
0: have we have an Israeli minority and then we have four Arabs well, actually one's not even an Arab but she's Kurdish but. Four Arabs from uh, from from around the Middle East, Five, six people from the Middle East, only one of whom is a Jew. I mean, let's see what what you know. What can they say to to Omar, uh, who's presenting a? It's his own view, you know. It's his own absolutely thing,
1: right. Uh, to, no, I'm not telling you not to do it. I know. On, I'm, on I'm the saying, contrary, look, I'm, I want to see what it.
0: they say. I want to see what they say. But look, I I personally, I don't know if I want to go, you know, face to face with a uh, like a BDS or with with like a, a extreme woke, no. you know. I. I want to get to those people. There's a lot more people who are in that kind of like they don't know and they're just uninformed. And um, from from a, a Sharaka perspective, they don't know about the Abraham Accords. They don't know how real it is. They don't know that they should support it. Um, do you know that the U.S., Biden, the Biden administration only just a couple of weeks ago said Abraham Accords I know. and then came out and supported it? That's ridiculous. They should be taking this and running with it and trying to get four more countries on board. Now, from a Jewish perspective, this is also about um, people who who you know, Omar. This might be new to you, but you got you got you got a taste of this on our last trip, and you're you're getting to know the American Jewish community really well now in in this job. There's a lot of American Jews who are frustrated with Israel, who are frustrated with what they think is or isn't Israeli policy. Um, they don't know, you know. There's a lot of Americans taking American politics and American mm-hmm. racial equal inequality and and all that stuff, and then transplanting that on the Middle East. I would go further than that. Yeah,
1: I would say that the to, oh, here here's comes at, here at, comes a thought. Here's the thought the, he, he, at, he, the, at the risk of alienating myself to a, a core constituency of people of whom I I work with. Uh, I would I would say and and Dan, you're, you know, please correct me if you think that I'm off base here. I think that there are a great many uh, people in the American Jewish community who have, for many many years, uh, built their uh, belief system or their let's let's call it their worldview worldview on a desire to assimilate into the into the American body politic as much as they possibly can to be Americans sure. first, uh, and because of the fact that they have continually and classically align themselves with progressive politics in the United States or democratic politics before progressive politics in the United States, and now that side of the political spectrum is going towards a more progressive space, they find themselves having to choose a side. And at the risk of alienating themselves to what they perceive as their political community or their that. political base, they would rather sell out. I don't buy that. You don't buy it.
0: No, I don't. I don't. That's, it's a very common thing. It's a very common explanation in Israel— um, and it's a very common explanation among American Jews, who and and check out the what happens with the identity here, Omar, with those who say I'm Jewish American versus those who say I'm American Jewish. The the, the the majority of American Jews, I think, it's no accident, def- identify with the Democratic Party because, especially today, that's where their values lie. Um, and, and I don't think that they sold themselves out to do that and when you talk to democrats in america not the ones who make the news when you talk to actual uh american mainstream american jews you know they don't feel like they have to choose between israel and their po- now there, there there's a tension that's been arising that i think we look you haven't been a supporter of the right wing governments here in, in years so i'm actually surprised to hear that coming from you they have a legitimate concern and, and disagreement with the right wing governments of israel that have been in charge as do i right as do you i think absolutely which goes against what they view as as you know, jewish values and as american values at least values of the democratic party so i don't i don't I'm think saying something i don't else think that. they feel I, like they're selling out i don't think i think it's very genuine did I, did I say
1: selling out i think so i don't think i said selling out but but i want to clarify what i was trying to say mm-hmm. because i think that maybe i i was too verbose i think that for some of them what happens is that it's difficult for them to find the ability to rationalize—not rationalize, but even advocate for Israel—because they've seen a right-wing Israel for so sure. many years now. Sure, and perhaps it embarrasses them in front of their political home but, and, but, their, and their and friends. But it
0: embarrasses them in front of themselves too,
1: and and themselves. It's yeah. it's like it's like take it's me not for example. Fake. It's, now, it's I, very real. I I have maybe a personal like a burnout where where I'm not you know, I'm I don't desire to put myself in a room and try to justify Israel's existence. Because for me, I've lived here for so long, Israel exists. Like I don't have to justify it, we're not going there. I'm not going there. But I think for a lot of people it's uncomfortable. And I look at a college student, for example, that's on an American campus that, you know, wants to be a supporter of Israel, but at the same time it's very difficult for them because they're facing all kinds of pressure from all outside student groups from, you know, and their peers. And and for them it's like they have to make a choice. Do they become the guy that stands up on a soapbox and you know espouses all kinds of what would be considered pro-Israel Hasbara propaganda advocacy no, speech, I, I what whatever? Now, yeah. Or do they just say, you know what, fuck this? Yeah, I'm going to yeah, yeah, sit yeah. in my dorm room and smoke some weed and like have friends that are you know in this group or that group and uh, you know carry yeah, on with my life.
0: No, it's it's made it hard, and, and I want to I want to get your take on this as kind of like an outsider who's become connected to this over the last you know few months. Um,
2: Also, living in the U.S. and having studied international affairs. And, by the way, my professor is not only Jewish, but she was from Israel. So I'll tell you that part. I want want to
0: get your take on this. Um, You know, the the part that I don't like is that, like many Israelis and like many Jews who, who love this country and who love the idea of this country, we love it, but we have a lot of criticism, right? A lot of criticism. And what's happened because of the constant attacks on Israel that are blown out of proportion or taken out of thin air, the baby killers or this, you're forced to defend something with all your might that you have criticism for. You know, it's like it's like if I go to, um, I don't know, I'm, I'm trying to think, like uh, a family member, right? A cousin, uh, a brother, whatever, Who's who's, it's your family and you love them, but they're... They screwed up and they stole something. They did something or whatever, but but someone's attacked them and calling them a murderer and a rapist and a molester and a thief, and and so you you're like, okay, you have to defend them, but it's like, I don't want to have to defend Israel. Like I, I I am sick of it in kind of a way because it's like, dude, we're a real country, and yes, we have problems that many countries in the world have, um, and and, and you're making me defend it as if we're perfect, but we're not perfect, and so it's a tiring thing, and I get where those kind of people come from. I'm there. But I'm a, I'm coming from a different place, and I get it. I don't care anymore. Like they're going to be detractors of this country. Yeah, let them. Okay, let them. That's why I tell I tell people, let them, I don't care. I don't care. We're not going. We're not, not here. Melt. We're not going <laughs> to melt away because someone in a at a liberal campus is, you know, calling us an apartheid state. Like okay, and then what? What's going to happen? Like anyway, I I want to get you involved here and and get how have you digested all of these dynamics. Because I I can imagine a year ago, you weren't even thinking about all this stuff. So I'm I'm curious to your
2: views. uh, So saying, uh, Dan, my my professor was, her name is Dr. Nama Nagar, okay? And uh, uh, honestly, I thought, you know, she was like from some other Arab country or something. But she said, oh, she's from Israel. When she first introduced herself, when she heard my name, and she said, Salaam Alaikum. I said, oh, Alaikum Salaam. And I said, I don't know. Where are you from? Like I don't know, like Tunisia. Because Nama... Na, the way it's written, Nama is Arabic. There's many Arab women called Nama and Nagar. I thought it was like because we say Najar, we have right. Najar means yeah, yeah. car- carpenter, right? So, yeah. so I, I thought this is Arab, but she's she's half uh, uh, half Yemeni Yemenite, I guess you say you know Yemeni and half Tunisian. But she was from Israel, but lives yeah. now in the U.S. in Tallahassee and teaches at Florida State. So it's crazy. Anyways, well, whatever. So my point is, when the Abraham Accords was signed, she was she was asking me. She's like, yeah, okay, this is good. You guys signed now with Israel, but what about the Palestinians? And I was like, um, I mean, this is this is between the UAE and Israel, but like, she was like, no. But then it's not fair, and you have to. I said. I, I understand and uh, uh you know you probably know more because you're from there but like I mean it was it was so, it's one thing about you know you mentioned Dan maybe American Jews or Jews American, Jewish American but this is Israeli American this is not even this or that so I'm like what the hell is going on uh, it confused me yeah. like there was no tomorrow I was like what the hell my I, I was busy debating her about the Abraham Accord and Have you I didn't expected that she would she
1: you expected that she would immediately see the fruits and support it
2: yeah if anything I was like what's going on you like there's one thing I'll tell you Dan you asked me what's my opinion you guys confuse the living hell out of me like I have no idea what it is like, I'm like what what's going on is, is this what's going on is, this a, is, is it a prank like are they trying to get me to find out something like really what my yes. views are or what because I'm very open about it I said listen this is a state Dealing with another state, and it's completely. Far. And you can see when you come to the expo, you will see the state of Palestine. There is this, the pavilion; it's called State of Palestine. Like I, went, state I of went. to it. Huh? I went to it. it was it nice? Oh, okay. See, there you go. Actually, nice was cool. So you, you, so there you go. I mean this is the, 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 the view of the UAE and the view for me and everybody else. Like no matter what, you'll see everybody here in the government say the Palestinians deserve a state. They have to have a homeland. So we just want everybody to exist and everybody to be living in peace the way we live in peace here and whatever. And, you know, and you're, we're all creators of God. Um, I, but she was, she threw me off. I didn't understand what she wanted me to say. So I don't know Dan, to answer your question. I was super confused. And then, then when we went on these delegations and then, you know, you, you start to explain to me that there are these people and then, I don't know, like 70% of Jews in America actually are Democrats or support, you know, vote Democrat and, and everything. So I, I'm like, I, I don't know what's going on. It's, uh, it's,
0: it's, it's uh, tricky for American. Well, it's not tricky for American Jews because, I mean, get, this is getting back to like the, that tension. They, they support the Democratic Party because the Democratic Party covers most of their actual values. Um, and, and increasingly, the Republican Party doesn't. So, if you're talking about economic policies, if you're talking about social policies, on re- the, where do you draw the line between religion and state, uh, abortion laws, gun control laws, environment laws, and all of these kind of things. And until 20 years ago, um, you know, through the Clinton administration, and even and on the national political level, even until today, Israel has never been a divisive issue between the parties the democratic party again not at the level of ilhan omar and ocasio cortez i'm talking about at the level of joe biden and hillary clinton and and even kamala harris and, and and most of the people that were running for you know for president israel was not an not a major issue so american jews are looking at this and they're saying why do we have to it's not as if the Democratic Party is saying we're gonna boycott Israel and and, and sever relations with it, but but we have all the rest of your, you know, values that you like. They're saying, okay, you know, we wanna see a resolution on the Palestinian issue. Um, and here's all the rest of your issues. Whereas the Republican Party is saying we love Israel, we're in Israel's corner, and none of the rest of your values are on our ticket. So I don't think it's come to the place yet where they really think they have to choose. But they don't. I mean, they don't yet. And, and and my you know, when when Biden won, I said I said, Thank God. This is actually the best thing for Israel. I might have written an article about it at the time also. It's the best thing for American Jews and it's the best thing for Israel that you had a pro Israel centrist Democrat in office. Who who I, I think he you know he's had relations with Israel and Israeli leaders since he was a young senator. Since since Moshe since Moses was alive. He's that old. He, he's very old. <laughs> he's, he's
1: had relations and, with Israel since two thousand years we, <laughs> ago.
0: Omar, we have a, we have a saying here that uh, when we talk about whether American politicians truly support Israel or not, okay, so we say that do they have it in their Kishkis. Kishki is a Yiddish word for guts
2: okay is it is it in
0: their guts like do they really feel so the divide we're talking about and i don't want to go too too deep down this rabbit hole but i do give whole lectures on this is is because of the influence of zionism on american protestantism okay going back to the 1700s going back to before there was a united states certainly going back to before israel you had a deep 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 strain In American society, American Protestant society, that was very supportive of the concept of the Jewish return to the Jewish homeland. And so long as virtually all American politicians came out of this mold, Bidens and Clintons and all these kind of people were instinctively pro-Israel. Until you had new intellectual influences coming into the United States... And now you have a lot of people who don't go to church and who don't connect to the Bible and don't connect to, you know, where it says in the Bible God promises the land to the Jewish people. So so there's they don't have that deep connection. And that's where you're getting a lot of this, you know, anti-Israel sentiment um or or a, a lot of Marxist thought and we talk about this a lot on the show. A lot of neo-Marxist um philosophies come that came from the Soviet Union into Western Europe which was Massively anti-Israel in the sixties and seventies, and then made it to you know Berkeley and all these kind of campuses. Some of which will be, which will be visiting, and, and so that's what's influencing the progressive wing of American politics today, on on all matters. You're seeing it on economy. You're seeing it on society. You're seeing it on religion. You're seeing it on Israel. And Israel is one of these issues. They don't know the first thing about Israel, but it falls into that. Yeah, right.
2: but you know, I, I also I, I want to add something. I want to weigh in on on this point. Look, there's there's other things that kind of don't help with ga- gaining support, okay? Now, because of the fact that when you look at the Republican side and a lot of this stuff, when you look at, for example, Fox News or you look at even when Trump, Trump had something called the Muslim ban. Like, yeah. the, you have already over a billion people, billion Muslims that just despised him for saying that, like sure. like this, regardless of anything else, he's already lost their love, re- even if the Abraham Accords came mm. and which came, you know, towards the end of his tenure. But when that came out in the very beginning and, and everything that he said during his campaign about Muslims, just bashing Muslims or whatever, it it just made anybody and everybody who supported Republican a Republican and the Republican Party, that's it. We all just said X to this. We just know exactly where they stand. And the Democrats were nothing like that. Yeah. You know, at least not in the open, but whatever. We don't even want to go into that. So you have that. Then the other thing is, when you look at, um, you know, these other organizations that come up, which I think go against Israel. So you have, you have J Street, you have this breaking the silence, I don't know what. Then you're like, people here are like, wait a second, what the hell's going on? Hmm. If these, because there were some reports by Western media, but, but then there's within Israel, there's these groups of people coming out saying this is what's happening. Then it, it just makes everybody think, you know what, what's going on? Because they're not a political organization, and they already then then they don't even care what their politicians decide to do. So then this is the problem that I think Israel has. Like you have all of these different then you have someone like Bernie Sanders who did not go to APAC. Yeah, he's like, I don't agree with APAC, and I don't know what. So you have him who's Jewish and he's like a billionaire and everything, and you're like shit. Now now what? They were confusing. So,
0: we are confusing. No, all these groups you're talking about, they're, they're groups that, like J Street. What's J Street? J Street is, is a lobby in in the U.S. that popped up that said AIPAC is too um, too supportive of Israel. Like, what does AIPAC say? AIPAC says we support Israel no matter what Israel chooses to do. So if Israel wants to solve the Palestinian issue and do a two-state solution, we're going to support that. And if they don't, we're going to support what they do because we just support Israel. And and they're not critical. AIPAC is not critical of Israel. J Street said no, we have to have a two we love Israel, we're zionists, but we need a two-state solution and so we're going to support Israel but push for a two-state solution in American politics. Right? And that's the split. But then you have groups that pop up and say, you know, they're even more and more and more critical of Israel to the point where they are Jewish groups saying Israel is now a bad guy, Israel's an apartheid state, Israel's all these things. Israel is a human rights abuser and you have all these Jewish groups within Israel who are trying to point out human rights abuses within Israel to try to fix the, I think they're doing it from a good place. You remember we had Mickey Gitson on the show? Sure. Mickey Gitson is the ch- the was. CEO- Oh, he's not anymore? No, 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 there's a new guy now. Oh, what's he doing? I don't know what Mickey's doing now, but there's oh, a new I gotta guy. Call as Mickey. of like a couple of weeks ago. Mickey's an old friend of mine and he oh, was, okay. he was apparently the CEO of something called the New Israel Fund. The New Israel Fund is a left-wing um, Umbrella organization that gives out you know like thirty million dollars a year to all sorts of social justice product projects, but not only, not only. And um, he's attacked by the Israeli right all the time as being anti-Zionist, anti-Israel. But the truth is, is that you know he he does, and he was on the show, and I, I completely believe him. He does what he does out of a sense that he loves Israel. He just thinks it's doing the wrong thing on some issues. And so you have a lot of that here because it's a very. You'll come visit, and you'll see you know, it's very open to the point of almost chaos and everyone has an opinion and everyone voices that opinion and everyone thinks what they think is the right way to do it. And you know, that's why the Knesset looks like the way it does. I'm I'm (laughs) going to,
1: I'm trying to circle the square on on two separate, but connected issues. Um, One is that uh, when I was, before I had kids, uh, People would always say, you know, you're going to change so much after you have kids. You're going to see the world so differently. You're going to, you know, so many things are going to change. You're going to have these big aha moments. And I think that for me, that that isn't necessarily true, but I did have one or, you know, one major one, which is that I somehow now see all kinds of different types of people, whether they're successful people or people that are, you know, very, very much the opposite, whether they're homeless people or people that are, you know, dictators or, uh, you know, bad people or people in prison or or all this you know whatever uh as just babies that got old okay but like everybody's a baby right we all start from the same place mm. and not it's in- not Omar he's still a baby he's still a baby <laughs> um, and and that's interesting to me because this conversation is necess- you know it's, it's a bunch of different babies that grew up and then they don't like each other very much or they don't they don't see eye to eye on things anymore they don't anyways my my point is that <laughs> i I often wonder if what's going on to the Jewish people today, where we're seeing like a very, very big tribalization within the tribe. Okay. Where people are backing up into their own corners of, you know, this is my tribe. We're this way and and we're against you. And then the other in their opposing side, will say the same. Were we always this, you know, divided and, and who started it? So for example, Could a lot of this, where you're seeing progressive Jewish organizations being against, let's call it the status quo, be in a macro sense some sort of a reaction to many, many, many generations ago Jewish orthodoxy rejecting anything that was different to it? And this is kind of like the reverberations and vibrations of that spiraling down throughout ages? We have
0: never been a united people. We're a people, and Omar, I, I I want you to see if you can do a mirror on this with Arabs, because that's what I've been discovering about Arabs. Arabs, there's no Arabs, right? Yeah, yeah. So, so I'm I'm gonna go to you next on this. Go back to the second temple. Go back to the first temple. We've always been divided. We've always been sub tribes in different directions. Do we cooperate with the Romans or do we fight with the Romans? It just do, seems do, that we're not. We're do not. we? Do we? Do we, uh, are we Pharisees or Sadducees yeah. or Essenes? It just seems are like we we're we zealots not... or are we, you know, moderate? It's always been there. Are we reform? Are we orthodox? Right. Are we assimilationist? It, are we it really... Zionist? Are we communist? Are, like, I'm, I'm
1: not saying this just to like say it. Like, it's something that really, really bothers me. It's like the people that I'm a part of, we don't seem to be much about, you know, love. Like love <sighs> is, not, is not a big value here. It is. It is. Yeah. I, it is, and I, I, I think... don't feel it. Do you feel like, I'm yes. not talking about like love
0: of your wife and like, no. love of your family. Like, between like brotherly love of like just like the yes yes I do walking in the street wh- you see it when a car breaks down you see it when someone's in need you see it when there's a war uh, like in an immediate sense but like overall like there's not like
1: a big tent mentality of like you know what we have different like we like we are here on the show where it's like we appreciate
0: nuance let's hear about our differences but like we're all like there's a difference in appreciating nuance and, and, and uh. what the Israeli mentality says is at the end of the day I think we get that that we're all family. And look, the secular people look at the religious people and say you guys are crazy. The religious people look at secular people and say you guys are totally missing the point of life. The you can take it anywhere. the The leftists look at the rightists, the rightists at the leftists, and and, and even within the right and even within the left. That's it's human nature. And I think like everything here in Israel, it's like on a pressure cooker. Like every social tension, everything you see here is just speed it up because Israel is a pressure cooker. But but at the end of the day, you see the way people help each other, talk to each other. The, the kind of interaction that I have with people at the line at the grocery store is something you don't have in America or in a Dubai where there's literally 200 nationalities. You're not going to get that same like just a conversation that you'll have in a random place in Israel between two random people because at the end of the day, most of us know we we're we're Jewish. We're from the same tribe. We're from the same. family. Couldn't
1: that also just be a function of living in a small country? It's not that small anymore. It is that small. Like compare Israel to like two hundred million people living in the, Germany. The,
0: or the con the conversations that I feel that I have here, I don't think people are having in other countries. The kind of random interactions you have, the warm random interactions you have with people, I don't feel like you are having in other places. I was I would I would I, you may be right, but you may just need to travel more. I've traveled, I've traveled, and, and and you know sometimes it's nice to go to the states and and just be kind of like. No, I'm not talking about like America. I'm saying like maybe like it, maybe it's that way in Nepal. Maybe it's that. Maybe way it is, in but, but the you Philippines. know, like you know, we don't, we don't know. People ask me why I moved here from America, from the big house, from the making more money, whatever. So, because because I didn't feel like I was a part of anything there. Like here, I feel like I'm a part of this. Like you said, like Nepal, whatever. Like uh, this is my like I'm part of this. This is my culture. These are my people. Yeah, we fight with this, but this is my people like this is you know i have that interaction you know i say shabbat shalom to someone on friday afternoon like random people you know it's rosh hashanah you say shana tovada people like that's a sense of kinship that you don't have in other places we jews don't have in other places and i i hope Nepalis have that amongst each other and and you know whatever i don't know why i chose nepal whatever but uh, I, I'm interested. in Mars. Can you can you take this to an Arab direction? I'd be glad to hear your reflection is, on this. That
2: is really interesting. You know, I, I'll tell you this. Uh, as you know, there's 22 Arab uh, countries, and one thing's for sure: when an Arab meets another Arab, um, especially in a non-Arab country, they are it's love, love at first sight. You know, like they do. You're right, but right? they they just is that there's just this sense of, like, love. If we take Arab society or Arab uh, communities, um, it is, though, one thing's for sure, um, the the love that's not there is is when Arabs are at home. So here, yeah, you know, we'll say, oh, this Kuwaiti or this Lebanese and whatever, or Egyptian and whatever. So then you start having those, like, the differences come out. It's only when we're completely in foreign lands that we really start to mesh and we're like, oh, we love each other. There is that sort of thing. But you know, um, uh, I think though, but one thing that's definitely true, I mean, look, I can see the difference between when I meet Israeli or Jewish, Jews who are like from Arab origins, versus the ones who are let's say ashkenazi right or european and there's a very big difference the ones with like some arabic heritage or whatever maybe because they get us or whatever but you know it's easier to connect with them than let's say the european ones i don't know there's just just something about them you just you just know you just know when you speak you you can tell from the the way that they, they move and the way they, I don't know the way they the, the, the nuances. Mm-hmm. You can tell you can feel it. So I guess there is Benny. There is love between. Do you get Arabs. a sense?
0: Do you get a sense of this Arab unity? I mean, because you see the politics in Arab countries, you know mm-hmm. how divisive it is. How you know even, be, I don't know. Do do you ever have thoughts? Has has your interaction over the last year? With Israel, with Jews, with, has it led you to think differently about your own identity? Who you are? What does it mean to be Arab? What does it mean to be Emirati? What does it mean to be Muslim? Have you given that any thought over the last year?
2: Um, You know, uh, over, over this time, I think, uh, to be honest, I think the government here, they really helped to accelerate the message of, tolerance and coexistence in Islam even more. Like, they, they really allowed us to understand it even more. Because remember, growing up, majority of the content that was unfortunately, you have to say, influenced by the Muslim Brotherhood, made it very sort of like, oh, anyone, not just Jews, anybody that is not Muslim is going to hell this is what they were putting in our brains, although it doesn't say that, but this is how we were like, most people were taught here, but then the government had changed this and since the interaction went, and I was like, you know what? In the end of the day, one thing that is really written clearly in the, in the Quran, it says, al Mu'min is believers. Believers, and as long as you're a believer, as long as you're a good person, you're going to heaven. And when you meet a believer and you meet a good person, connect with them, keep them. like this is the kind of people you should be stuck with. So for me, like since they are, you know as you said, since meeting more Israelis, more people opening up that they are actually Israelis and not like some guy with a British passport or an American passport living in Dubai for 20 years, you're like, you know what? No wonder you're so freaking awesome and whatever you know like you start to, you start to connect to all that. So yeah, it has changed for me and for lots of people here.
0: When, when you think of...
2: Arab- and then I started to think, sorry, Dan, I started ahead, to think, is this is this the person that was in that uniform that was shooting people, whatever? It can't be. This this is like not that, you know, the way that mm. the image that would just portray. But in the end of the day, if you're in military and you're defending and whatever, of course you're going to be holding a gun or whatever, regardless of who the other person is holding, anywhere in the world, right? Uh, so... Yeah, that's, that's exactly it. We're like, shit, these guys are freaking awesome. Has, has, so it,
0: was, has it caused you to think differently about other parts of the Arab world? Or or do you think the Abraham Accords is a result of the UAE already thinking differently about the rest of the Arab world? Saying, you Because know, it looks to me like one, one of the things that shocked me when I started going to the UAE was like, oh, we always think of the Arab world as this like monolithic thing. Like, oh, we're Arabs. We're Arab Muslims. That's who we are. And it's like, no, you get there, and it's like, no, 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 we're Emiratis, and there's Bahrainis, and there's Saudis, and there's Egyptians, and you got to understand, like, they don't, I even had people I even had people go so far as to tell me that they see they don't see other parts of the other world as actually Arab. Like, people telling me very clearly, oh, you know, the Lebanese, the Syrians, they're not really Arab. Like, yeah. we don't see them as Arab. We, we you know, yeah. they're, they're Phoenicians, they're, yeah. you remember what Jonathan Al-Khuri was saying, how he doesn't even see himself as Arab, like, right? You know, and the languages, the different languages and dialects, are influenced by other mm-hmm. languages, other cultures, other things.
2: Like, do you- true, and all those Sudanese will tell you they're African. A lot of my Sudanese friends they see themselves more African than they see themselves Arab.
0: Mm. So,
2: where where did
0: is this is this a process? Is this kind of like is it a breakdown of pan Arabism? Is it already broken down? Where, where do you see yourself in that? Oh,
2: definitely it's broken down a long time ago. And I think it's broken down at the time. It actually broke down the moment um, when they saw that uh, someone like Saddam Hussein was out. Mm. When they saw someone like Saddam Hussein was out, they were like, you know what? Nobody believed in pan-Arabism anymore because... In the end of the day, for a lot of Arabs, Saddam Hussein stood in the face of Iran. Forget what happened with Kuwait, but for the longest time, you know, we just did not want this Iranian tyranny and and whatever. The moment that Saddam was out, Iran was emboldened in the way that we see today. Now they're a threat to everybody, and they right. don't even care. They tell you openly, we support Hezbollah, Houthi, who? And, and the list goes on. But that's exactly it. So when everybody saw that all these big, powerful Arab countries did not stand together to protect this man, who the biggest threat, actually, was not only Iran. Also, he was able, this one man was able to hold that country, Iraq, the way it would. But now look at it, it's in, down in taxes. That was it. That, that's when Arab... Pan-Arabism mm. died. Yeah. What about us? What about Bashar al-Assad?
0: Yeah. Well, what,
1: and, uh, what's the take on Syria? Assad, oh, the, uh, I mean, you know,
2: in the end of the day, the Jesus know he's um, now a, a killer. Nobody loves what happened and, and and what he allowed the country to go to ha- to happen right now, especially you know, all the amazing museums, mosques, libraries, universities, all the treasure of Syria of what the West used to go to Syria to study right. and everything. How he allowed that to happen and get so many Syrians to flee the country and go all over the world. Is- I, don't, I don't. Syria yeah,
0: was I, Syria was like the intellectual
1: capital and, of the Arab world. But that's my point. Like I don't get it. Like it seems like he. Okay, let's put aside the Russians. Okay, because he's
0: he, clearly he burned their- down his house so that no one else can have it.
1: But yeah, exactly. Thank that, you. It would seem. It would seem like he would have a lot more to gain in terms of his power if he were to drop the axis of alliance with Iran and come over to the other side. What's the other side? Imagine
0: in a strange reality where Syria would join the Abraham Accords. Look, oddly enough, I don't know if you if you remember this, Omar or Benny, back in 2000, 2001, maybe late 90s even. It was late 90s. I know what you're going to say. Late 90s. There was very serious talks of 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 imminent peace between Israel and Syria to the point where people assumed it would happen before peace with the Palestinians. Right. Um, Wow. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was gonna happen. Um, It was, it was really close to happening. Um,
2: Dan knows more. He can't be.
0: No, 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 no. This is all, this is all all out there. This is all out there. uh, (laughs) Okay. But it's, it's come up here and there. In fact, up and up until the civil war, it was something that was talked about. You know, would Syria join, make peace with Israel? What would it take for right? Syria and to to Israel wasn't making any sort of loud unilateral moves with the Golan Heights because
1: it was I, always seen as like right. There's or, a possibility. I, I um right, which I, is not which is which you can't imagine that that would be a reality.
0: I, I had a very off the record meeting with someone, let's just say connected to Syria. I, I won't say any more than that, but uh, the person asked me what would it take for Israel to make peace with Syria? And I said, Israel would love peace with Syria, just we're not giving back the Golan Heights. Right. That's not going to happen anymore. If if that was on the table 10 years ago, it's 12 years ago, it's not on the table anymore. Right. Um, it just seems like he would have more to gain at this stage in his
1: maybe, political career.
0: Maybe. Um, but would he do it without the Golan Heights? And and, and I don't know what that's the case. I, th- I think just in general, what this whole... Abraham Accords did is, is stir the pot and just get a lot of people talking about new possibilities and new ways of doing things. Um, and, and I think the, I guess your answer to, to my question, Omar, was that it, it, there was a breakdown of Pan Arabism and there's a rejection of Islamism. And so when you have a breakdown of Pan Arabism and a rejection of Islamism, you need something new. And, and that's what I hope, I mean, that's what we're trying to do in our jobs. That's what I hope the Abraham Accords is gonna is gonna bring in is this new positive forward looking Middle East and maybe it's naive but I don't know we see a lot of groundswell we see a lot of support. Um
2: But look, like you just said, Dan, it's it's a breakdown of pan Arabism, rejection of Islamism, but it's acceptance of pragmatism. Yes,
0: and and I think what, what I hope important. you see in Dubai is what I saw, is this different, er- it's like a different timeline. You know, like you watch like shows with timelines, like multiple oh, yeah. timelines. And it's like, what could have happened if, <laughs> you know, the Arab world did this instead of that? And it's like, you go to Dubai and you'll see what I'm talking about. Yeah, And it's fascinating. Um, I'm, I'm curious, Omar, for you, what are your thoughts prior to your upcoming trip to Israel, whenever that is? What are you expecting? What are you maybe hesitant of? Like, what are your... What's in your head before, before you come to visit here finally?
2: The, the only thing, there's, there's, let me tell you my fears and uh, my expectations, like the excitement. There's only one fear. And what all my friends, who are not even Jewish, tell me about is the airport. Oh, I was just going to say, his fear is that he's going to get detained at the airport. Yeah, I knew it. I knew, it. Right? I knew it. And they told me they were like whatever. And nobody I know, Dan, if they were not on this delegations or whatever, everybody tells me, they tell me that they got harassed or like they're there for hours. And they 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 would tell them, they would talk to them in, in the ways that what you would see in movies or something. And the, the same thing actually. So you see this? I was like, shit, you know, because you know, at the end of the day. I'll tell you one thing. Look, I worked in tourism. I worked in Abu Dhabi tourism for six years. And in tourism, you always say this, the airport is your the first and the last impression of a place, of a country. So how you're greeted, it's like it's like going to somebody's, imagine you're going to somebody's home and then that's what you get. Yeah. So for me, that's what I'm afraid of. And that's why I said, you know what? I don't even want to tell Dan when I come because I, I can come and I, I don't want to tell anybody. I want to just pop in there and then see. But at the same time, I'm like, do I really want to do that? Because if that's the shit that I'm going to go through, maybe I want to tell them. So then I'm greeted with the red carpet at the airport. <laughs> I'm just like, you know, why, why suffer the that, and you know. So, but I, I just I want to be able so I can document it like genuinely, like, like you know, like, and yeah, and then tell me what you know, and I can tell people like what happened. Come back on Duan's and talk about. So, Listen, my first experience in Israel, this is exactly what happened. And I will write down everything. and you What know, so are you excited from,
1: about? Wait, hold on. From one from one tourism professional to to another, I would say that what you should do when you come here and what we do when we have, uh, when we have travelers that are coming from Arab countries uh, for many years, this is what we do. Always, always be sure to take VIP assistance at the airport when you come in and a high level of VIP assistance at the airport. Uh, it's going to be kind of costly uh, to the tune of a couple, you know, $150 or something like we, that. We, we got him. We got him. And, <laughs> and, and we got no, him. I'm saying this to listeners, not yeah, just oh, for Omar. Okay. Uh, oh, okay. and, 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 and when you come in, you're going to be processed differently. There'll be a dedicated passport line. that's just for the VIP uh, people that are coming in. The manifest will be given ahead of time. They'll understand who they're expecting to come on the plane. They'll handle them in a different way. And of course there will be uh, constant contact between uh, you, the VIP agent, and your travel office, uh, so that somebody on the outside in Israel can know where you are, and if there's an issue,
0: uh, can can make sure to use the proper connections to try to help out.
2: Oh, okay.
0: So I'll tell you. I'll tell you this: um, the Bahraini group that came in, we did not do VIP access for them, although uh, we should have. Um, they got in with no problems. One, the one guy who was detained was just asked to wait around for like 20 more minutes and they got in no problems at all. There was that other guy that they beat the shit out of, right? Shh. <laughs> <We don't talk laughs> uh, he, he, he walked funny for a few days. Um, no. And then uh, I had a meeting at the foreign ministry this week um, about this whole issue. And they look at the end of the day, you don't know what, who's going to be at the security line. Um, our security in general here is more and different, even for Israelis, um, than it is for any other country. You're asked questions that you're not asked in other countries. Um, just in general, we, we take security more seriously here. So so that's you know certainly for for general Israelis, but even for you know Americans who come here and Europeans who come here, there's a little more questioning that's involved than in other countries. Um, but I was told that they are preparing. The a new concept at the airport to be able to accept Emiratis and, and Sun Bahrainis. Can we, can we ru- rewind rewind a second because you yeah. said
1: something interesting. You went to a, a, a meeting at the foreign ministry around this issue? I went to a meeting
0: at the foreign ministry around, yes, around these issues in general. In terms of like the experience of an Arab coming yeah, to Israel? Yeah, yeah. yeah they're, they're very mindful of it. And they're, they're mindful, are they? They're The foreign ministry is mindful of it. So they are preparing to work with um the population ministry who's with, in charge with, of the, with border. the airport now at the end of the day you you might get someone who's less sensitive or who you know but they're preparing for it they're aware of the repercussion. it seemed to me that they're aware of the repercussions if emirati guests have a bad experience at the airport were there people from the emirati embassy
1: involved mm-hmm. in those discussions i don't know that would be interesting to i don't know,
2: know. Yeah. You know, I, I, I want to tell you something on this. It's really important. And 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 Benny, this might be interesting for you too. I'll tell you why. Because there was a time, two countries, where Emiratis or people from the Gulf had a really shitty experience. One was Turkey. There was a period of, I don't know, some crazy tension. And, and they were treating Emiratis really bad at the airport. And the other place was Georgia. Like for the, some reason. The country? Georgia the
0: the country, not Atlanta.
2: No, yeah, exactly. Georgia, the country in Europe. So Georgia. Tbilisi, Georgia. Yeah. You know yeah. So <laughs> these two places, I don't know what happened. It was two different times. And I'm telling you, the effect was really bad because these two places get a lot of visitors from the Gulf. One person, bad experience. I'm telling you, the video went viral on Snapchat. Everybody just stopped going. It it was so big it had to get the foreign office like involved oh. and the ambassadors and this and whatever. And it was like a thing. And then they re-invited them said, yeah, you know, just come back and, you know, we're sorry. There was just like a misunderstanding. Like it was like that. So, you know, I mean, in the end of the day, I- I- I'll tell you this, like, you know, Dan, if you think about it, the work that we're doing and we're talking about, you know, this, this, this is the opportunity now and, and, and the countries. The Abraham, the, 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 from a political level, they've accepted Israel and this and everything else. So, from a people to people level, that thing really has to be solved yeah. if it still exists. Because you're like, okay, look, they did all the hard work on the top with it. so many things that went in nine. In, and, and and the end of the day, uh, you know, one thing you should know, Dan, if an Emirati came and caused any kind of trouble or controversy or something, the UAE will take very serious measures. I can imagine. I I don't even have to tell you. You don't have to worry about it. So I can
1: tell you from the other way, if an Israeli goes to the Emirates and causes problems... You mean like the one who came with 20 kilos of cocaine? Right. Israel will probably do nothing.
2: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Nothing. that's, That's what I think, I hope... Like the Israeli government will understand. Here, they don't take that shit lightly.
1: I tell you what, we had a conversation in my office uh, at the beginning of the the Abraham Accords uh, about this issue. And it's no joke. The airport is definitely known for all kinds of, you know, security measures that are invasive and uncomfortable for a lot of different people around the world, Mm -hmm. especially Muslims, especially Arab Muslims uh and and there were people in my office that said and they were they were not joking they said just wait until covid is a little bit behind us and emiratis start coming to israel the first couple of people that run into issues at the airport it'll be the end of these accords they'll go back to the uae and they'll say these people aren't serious about peace it's bullshit i was detained i i went into some sort of a detention facility for you know three days and it's not respectful no who knows yeah uh, no, no,
2: you are Benny. And, and and Benny, the problem is, I mean, I know one thing, you know, in Israel, that place is really tiny. And, and for some reason, everybody is related to Dan Pfefferman. But here, <laughs> hardly. It's, we're super tiny. Everyone is, it's super tiny. And you just need, I'm telling you, it literally, it starts with one person. Yeah. And maybe with Israelis, maybe not everybody is like active on like social media, but here they are all hooked on social media you're just one person to send a story and it goes like that wildfire. and that's by the way that doesn't happen that's why i said to
1: dan i I went back and i paused i said are they actually talking about this at the level of foreign ministry because it is a serious issue and and there's a there's a problem in this country where there are there's a lot of serious issues in the world and there's a lot of serious issues in this this country and the government isn't always in, in in if they're in tune to the issues, our ability to, how do you say, bitsua, to to act implement. on them and implement yeah. is often slow or yes. haphazard. And we're not the greatest at implementing things Correct. on an a, a, a institutional level. Correct. So that there was a discussion on it at that level is very important to hear. I,
0: I hope it got to the, I understood that that they understand. I hope it gets to the people on the ground at the end of the day Right. who the, actually have to meet the people. problem with the people on the ground is that they're people that are in their 20s. And they just 20s, get out of
1: the military and they, and they're there's used a lot of turnover. to and there's a lot of turnover. Yeah. they just got out of the military they're used to dealing with people in a certain way and yeah. they're trained in a certain way. Yeah. and there's not necessarily always let's call it close oversight. At every given moment of every yeah. given, you know, interaction that takes place. And you there know, needs I, to be cultural shit. I gotta
0: say, before the last delegation, Omar, I, I flew, this was my first experience, I flew with Yahya. Yahya. is an Israeli Arab Muslim. Now, Yahya happened to serve in the IDF as a combat soldier, and he's a volunteer with the police. Mm-hmm. Okay. But... Did he take shit? He, um... <coughs> he... We were detained for about a half an hour. Uh, very politely. Very civilly. But we were detained for about a half an hour and i said why don't you show them that you were a soldier because he said cuz it'll be suspicious who's this arab guy who was a soldier and that's not common here right uh, show them you're a police uh, volunteer no they just get more suspicious just be polite and and we stood there and and they were very polite but but it took a good half an hour longer than everyone else in the line and um i'm i'm sure other israeli arabs have worse um experiences um i hope i hope this is the beginning of positive you know we, we we just have never had open open like common tourism from the arab and muslim world here we just haven't had it um, if it comes it's on delegations and, and then it's organized and everything's fine but you know you have of course american muslims or european muslims who have been here but we just never had it and so this is going to be the beginning um i i hope it goes well i hope you have a good experience whenever you finally get over here yeah, yeah, of
2: course. Uh, Look, I'll will tell you, but Benny, I, to be I have to be fair and, and finish answering the question. You told me my fear, but then my
0: yeah. What's your hope?
2: Yeah. Uh, hope, yeah, of course. I mean, I saw the beaches, I saw the clubs, the bars, and whatever. Like, I want to go and see all of it. Like, um, there's so much. There's so much to see that uh, you know the when I see people like. You know, I'll tell you, one guy that I think does really good with promoting uh, Israel is arson. Oh, uh, the, our br- the brunches. Shaman. The brunches. First of all, his food, like his food pictures were killing me. But until I saw yours, Dan, now I think you got number I, one. I his don't first.
0: take pictures so much. That's a thing. Uh, yeah. this guy, yeah, he so, loves breakfast. He loves brunches. Yeah, there, he does. You have the Emirati breakfast in uh, yeah. in the U. You know, they have that, right? There's like like we have mm-hmm. the Israeli breakfast. They have the Emirati breakfast. I don't think it's as good. No offense.
2: Yeah, yeah. It sucks. You're telling me? Yeah. Oh my God. I hate it. Oh my God.
0: You're going to love the Random Israeli breakfast. breakfast. It's Bro, just...
2: I, I know 100%. When I look at his thing, I'm like, I I always message Art and every time he does it and I always reply back and I'm always like, please stop killing me. You're killing me. You're killing me. And he always like, he just does it all the I can, time. I can't every wait.
0: We're going to take you on the food tour here because Benny knows a lot of good spots. Benny will even take you to some, to the non-kosher spots, which are much more and I can assume they're better yeah. in a lot of ways. Okay. You they're just say, open. Yeah. On most of them, are the, you could, you could eat most of the food, Dan. It's just, I know, they're open I know, on sad. I know, I know. But yeah. Benny knows more, more yeah. spots that I don't.
2: And, and one, one place for sure. Like I really want to go. There's one thing on, I, I really want to go to like the, the tech park. Like I want to see these geniuses, like doing their stuff. Like Let's I just want to be around, just, just sitting around watching people like, Code. make them, like <laughs> Monday or the next ways or I don't know, the next, like, I don't know what,
1: Do you hear what the Prime Minister said, by the way, about the tech people? He made a comment this weekend uh, before Shabbat. He said that because Israel's going to this climate delegation in in Glasgow with like 120 people in a delegation, he told, he said, I I really hope, I'm going to get this wrong, but I'm paraphrasing. He said, I really hope that the Israeli high tech sector will stop focusing solely on making cool apps and start doing something to help the climate crisis.
0: Oh, nice. I like it. I like it. It's cheeky. It's a cheeky comment.
2: He's cheeky. Yeah, very very timely as well. Cheeky and timely. Um,
0: Well, listen, um, we all have the next week or two is all going to be big for all of us. Yeah. So um, we'll wrap this up with uh, Benny. Uh, Hope you have a really good time in Dubai. Thank you. I hope it's the first of many trips to Dubai. I hope so, too. I hope you guys get to meet in person.
2: I will meet you, Benny, and I. hopefully I will meet you with no stress. I hope that Dan will not uh, apply any kind of crazy. <laughs> I, think, I, think, <laughs> I think
0: we're good. You, you, better make sure, you better make sure he's not
2: stressed for that. No, day.
0: no, no. We're good for the delegation. We just need to. Uh, we got other we things cooking. We
2: are only waiting for one thing. I need to sort out this photographer. That's it. He's asked me a million questions and I responded to let's him. Figure, and I just let's figure that out <laughs> Everybody's tickets got everybody's got their tickets. Yep, yep, yep. We're good. That's good.
0: I'm actually hoping to host Shama uh next Shabbat in Israel before we then oh. fly to the US together. Um, nice. and um I will see you, sir, in San Francisco.
2: It's gonna be fun. I can't wait. San Fran, baby. San Fran. We're gonna have Golden the, Gate Bridge. We're gonna right. go to the Golden Gate.
0: That's right. We're gonna have an intense uh, week. Uh, we got some other things cooking. Some big news. Coming. Dan, I want
2: to ask you something. I'm gonna check online if there's an NBA game. Will you come with me?
0: If we can pull it off, you want to take Dan to a Golden State Warriors game? I'd yeah, love I'd Steph love...
2: Curry, bro. We gotta see some Steph Curry. If we can.
0: If, if there's a game Sunday night, let's do it. Done. I, I I actually looked to see if the 49ers were playing when we were there, wow. and it's an away game. Shh. It's an away game. What's the date? The um, It's an away game. They're playing the Cardinals in Arizona. Now what's the date that you're going to be there? Oh, we're landing on the 7th.
1: What's that Sunday?
0: The 7th. It's an away game. I looked. I looked. I looked. Um, so I was hoping to do that, but definitely. And I I, I do want to see San Francisco. So uh, Omar and I have the delegation coming up. Um, you have your Dubai trip coming up. You guys are going to get to Dubai. Then Omar and I are meeting up, and it's going to be, and then hopefully Omar will finally get his ass here to Israel.
2: Oh yeah, I can't wait. I'm yeah. I'm going to have a crazy trip because I grow, I go Benny to San Francisco. 13th I leave and I go to Washington DC because I'm speaking representing Sharaka at another conference in DC and then I go back to.
0: And then you're coming here.
2: <laughs> Inshallah. <laughs> you- I told Dan, I you don't have to tell me. I told you I'm coming. Now, you just told me, I, I was hoping you were going to give me even better news about this whole airport thing, but I guess I can't even surprise you. It means I have to tell you before I come.
0: You don't have to. I think you'll be fine. Um, get here. I just need to know uh, in advance so I can cook for you.
2: Oh, yeah, for sure. Habib. I I can't gonna, wait. You're
0: going to come do a proper Shabbat with me.
1: Inshallah. Uh, just, so you, just so you guys know, there's no, goal that, there's no Warriors game on, the, on Sunday night. There is on Monday afternoon. Mm. But it is a home game. When's the next home game? And they're, play, they're playing the Rockets. Ooh.
2: Oh, my God, Dan.
0: Let's see if we can... Uh, do we have an event? I think we have an event.
1: Yeah, uh, we have an event that day. After that There's actually would be a good game. After that... An amazing game. That'll see. be an away game after that. After that, you've got Tuesday at 5 o'clock p.m. Where is this taking place? The Hawks. the Hawks. Also home game. Atlanta Hawks? Nice. Atlanta Hawks on Tuesday okay. at 5. And then they're playing... You guys are already gone by then. And they're playing the Timberwolves on the on the eleventh. Let's Dan.
0: Let's. We see. will see
2: when. when I, listen, I'm getting. I'm a, I'm the first one to arrive in San Francisco before everybody else, just to make sure that everything's be cool. But mostly to deal with my jet lag. That's the reason I'm going. But when I go there and I look at the schedule, and I mean, we'll know the schedule before that. If I see a gap, done, I'm taking you to the NBA game. Do I don't it. care. Let's do it. We're gonna go. You're gonna love it.
0: Let's do it. Sounds good, Take man. It awesome. From me. So we, we got a big big month of traveling and events for all three of us. Uh, I wish us all good luck.
1: Very good luck to everybody, Omar. I hope that I hope to see you in the next
0: couple of days, man.
2: I can't wait to host you, man. I'm gonna we're gonna go for a nice dinner or lunch or something. Omar, sure. treat
0: treat him well. Treat him well. Take him I to, will. to worry, take, take him to also a good shisha place. Inshallah. Get him a kandura. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Well, no, for sure, for sure. Listen, I'm going to take you to a place, Benny. You're going to get ready to eat with your hands, Habibi. Good times. Which one? Lala, no, no, I can't tell you where it is. It's trade secrets.
0: Take him to Al-Fanar.
2: I be, yeah, al for sure. We're going to take him there, but I won't take him to Beit al Okay. <laughs> <have>
0: good. <laughs> like, good, good. Sounds good. Yeah, no. Sounds good. Omar, awesome yeah, having yeah. you on the show.
2: Yeah, likewise, guys. It was awesome. Very good discussion, man. I love this. This was so cool. We should do it more often. I love it. <laughs> Sounds good, man. Always a pleasure.
0: Everybody, yeah. the
1: always awesome Omar al Busaidi on Juwonst. That's we'll right. see you, uh, I guess, when, when we're back. Everybody, have a good good uh, couple of weeks. Take care. Take care, everybody. Awesome. Take care, guys. Bye-bye. Juwonst is a joint creation of Benny Shoulder
0: and Dan Fefferman. Make sure to subscribe on whatever platform you get your podcasts. For more information and show notes about this and previous episodes, visit us at juonst.com and feel free to hit us with your comments and suggestions. Thank you for tuning in and we'll see you back for the next episode of Juonst.